Welcome back to TFE, a weekly news podcast in which we give our thoughts, feelings and emotions in the latest gaming, film, tech and streaming news as well as other random crap we feel like. I'm your host Dan Weller and I've got an important update. Our co-host has been kidnapped and part of the criteria to getting back is to stop the podcast. So instead we have our guest Joe joining us this week. Hello everybody, I've stolen him, I've kidnapped him away. (laughs) (laughs) He is replacing him for the foreseeable future. I I would say it's an upgrade, you know. (laughs) <laughs> may, may well be, may well be. You never know. Anyway, in this week's episode, we are talking about who will be the next James Bond, and the Squid Game has broken the internet, and the new invasive security drones coming out. But first up, we are going into stream that movie news into my head and talking about the trailer of the week of the Chucky TV series. Have you seen this trailer? No. It's creepy as oh how, and the CGI is terrible. I don't know what it is, but the mouth movement right. of this guy doesn't work. <laughs> as I say, I'm looking at it now. And it's, it's, a, it's always been a very weird sort of horror franchise. And there's been some really weird sort of spin-offs from the original. Yeah. But it, it does look particularly strange, this one. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just the mouth movements don't work. Yeah, I think it looks a bit plastic, more plasticky, you know? Like, yeah, I know it's like a plastic doll, but it looks even more sort of odd. It looks more CGI-based than... Yeah. It just doesn't I work. Think- I think it's probably what they've done, whereas I think the originals uh, were probably all very much mechanical sort of modulation. First sort of Star Wars puppets and stuff, like, and this is probably, they've just like superimposed a mouth and like, it's all, that, that doll's probably not that colour, it's all green, that's just a green doll, and they've just superimposed a face on it. My other question is, why would you buy that doll? It just doesn't look like a good doll to buy. Yeah. It's so creepy. Say, it's pretty shitty. Pretty Have they not seen the original movie. Chucky? But yeah, I assume the movies don't exist in the Chucky universe. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like it's, it's just one of these new sort of like recreating a lot of the uh, old ideas because there's a new, um, what's it? Because there's a new Ghostbusters that's going to come out. Yeah, the new Ghostbusters. The new, People just run um, out of ideas. Bring back new things. You've got Blanky Blank on TV again. Yeah, the Matrix, yeah, TV shows, they're all redoing them. Like, it's just like <laughs> people have just run out of ideas completely and just remaking everything. I think Marvel's taken all the uh, most of the centre stage of new content. Well, yeah, it's weird. It's like that is almost the the only original content that's coming out, except most of it is all old comics. So, yeah, exactly. Sort of, uh, it's very little, you know, absolutely original stuff. So I'm not sure about the original Chucky, but this one, the whole premise is the soul can move from body to body, and I believe at some point it's going to go from the doll into another human, and it'll just keep transferring over. Oh bloody hell! That's that's pretty terrifying. <laughs> So, or, or either or that way, or the doll can just possess people. I don't know. I was gonna say, if it can transfer, why would you pick a doll? Pick like a like a big burly bloke, and then you can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> why be a fucking doll that can't really? Hey, dolls can get into strange places, you know. They can get anywhere. That's true. Why does it not be an ant then? Like, can get anywhere. Right? <laughs> Both come out, man. <laughs> you know, the, the two extremes. So, why don't you get an ant crawl up, crawl up a guy's nose and kill him from the inside? Just start eating maybe, his brain. Maybe. Yeah, you could bring one of those fire ants, you know, do some damage. Yeah, more or less. Good, good do, good do. Well, talk. I actually got no segue. I've got no segue for the, from Chucky to the next topic. What does it say, like, um, I don't know. There isn't really a segue. There isn't a segue. Right. No, that's about Chucky. Let's talk about James Bond. James Bond came out this weekend. It came out in Cinemas Thursday. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I think it's got some really good reviews. Um, I think it's, you know, it's definitely sort of... Um, Looking at sort of the um, initial sort of sales and stuff, it's done much better than Spectre. And I think it's a, a better sort of homage to the ending of the sort of um, James Bond film. Well, with Daniel Craig, I mean. Yes. So I actually 
watched it this weekend in cinemas. Uh, we will be having a review coming out next Saturday before Danny gets kidnapped. So uh, check out that one to hear his final, final few words. You never know. You might even hear him get kidnapped at the end of the episode. You never know. But anyway, this film has done very well at the box office for pre- Post-COVID, post-COVID conditions. It's made five million yeah. on a box office on Thursday, on a Thursday in the UK. So it's all pretty good. The reviews do say it. It is one of the best Daniel Craig films. I think if you look at Ratings Graph, which is a great website, or IMDb, mm. yeah, yeah, the only one to do better is Casino Royale. Oh, I do love Casino Royale. I've actually um, not seen it. It's the only one of seen Daniel it? Craig. Have you not seen, seen the original? <laughs> I've seen the original. Apparently, that's the worst one. <laughs> That's <laughs> really pretty shit. But yeah, no, I really do like that Casino Royale. It's just like, oh, it's just such classic James Bond, that Casino Royale, you know? Playing a bit of poker. But it is, it, I think he's like, it, it's it's quite funny, actually, if you really like sort of look at it subjectively. He's like a really shit poker player, right? Because <laughs> the guy's bluff is his eyes bleed. Like, <laughs> like and he doesn't tap, pick up on it. So <laughs> That's quite funny. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be sort of good that the, his last film is a pretty decent one. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, and yeah, but going on to actually, you know, it being his last film, talk about who's going to replace him. That's quite a sort of hot topic. Yes. So the bookies have released odds for the next James Bond. And I'd be the favourite at the minute is currently Tom Hardy. Yeah, I quite like Tom Hardy. I think he is a good, but whether he's got that sort of, whether he's that, that James Bond suave, I don't know. He's a no. great actor but I'm not so sure if he's going to be like, you know, the classic British sort of spy. I think he'd be a bit more like, um, he's more like a, a tough British cop. So yeah, he is. Play like, that better like a cop me, maybe something more. Than a very, yeah, very slight, well, I say subtle, James Bond is subtle, <laughs> but... Someone who's a bit more posh, I say, or a bit more yeah. like a suit and tie well, kind of goer. I think yeah, Tom Hardy I, isn't, I think doesn't so. give that quite that perspective. Some other favourites is James Norton or Reg Jean Page. I've never actually heard of this guy, but apparently he's one of the favourites. Yeah, he's in that Bridgerton series, which apparently is quite good. Um, I think I've seen him in something else. He's quite a good actor. Um, so he, I think he, he could... I wouldn't... I couldn't... I would I could say... I could see him doing it. It um, looks like it could be. Yeah. He's also... Because uh, he's probably... How old is he? Because the thing is, that this is the thing, whereas um, people are like, oh, you know, it just would be great. <clears throat> he's sort of the next sort of um, odds on. Yes, but yeah, I made this he's point. He's quite old, you know. He's not. He's he's, he's about the same age as Daniel Craig, really. He's stepping down because he's too old. And it's a shame, really, um, because I do think Idris Elba would be the next best one. Yeah, I do. Th- I would love to see Idris Elba as Bond. I think he do could do a, a great job. But Daniel Craig stepping down because he's a bit old. It just is, you know, sort of kind of the same position. He and actually, how long would he do it for? That's the thing. He might do one, maybe two. Is he going to do three films? Like he'd be, you know, he'd be like sixty odd, right? Yeah, it'd be very tough. Because it's quite it a can't happen, I don't think. It is just too old, unfortunately. Yeah, because it's quite because you remember it's like a it's quite a span between those films. You know, it's like at least you know four years between each one. So we did a multiple, and they kind of I want, think they probably want the next person to be do multiple because then it sort of allows for better sales and stuff because it's more more contained. So you can it's like a you can have like a whole it's sort of setting a universe, right? So you can if you when you get the new bonds, you can set them out this whole universe. Like the because you think look at the change from like. Um, Piers Brosnan, who's like the lot previously to Daniel Craig, transfer that sort of tra- that sort of transition. It's quite different. Yes. Well, talking about different transitions, Boris Johnson actually got in trouble this week for saying next James Bond should be a man. He got in trouble for saying that, but he's called James Bond. I was I, like, 
it's sort of, but it's like, what's why do they want to make it a woman? Like, what you what know, why do you want to do that? I think I think that's the thing. Is are you are you are you casting that person right? So they say they're a female actress, right? Are you casting them because they would be an excellent James Bond, or are you casting them because they're a woman, right? It's the latter. It's going to be the latter. Yeah, it's the latter. Like they aren't. There are very few women that present like, oh, this would be a fantastic James Bond sort of actress. Uh, I don't, you know, I think the it's also just a it's suave, like, isn't it's it? the name. The, the James Bond suave. It doesn't work. It's like mm. having Bridget Jones as a man. It doesn't quite work. Yeah, I was going to say, there are a lot of female roles that you just wouldn't cast as men because it just doesn't, you know, that that's part of the character. Also, it's his bloody name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, James is, you know, inherently a, a male name. You could you could do Jamie. You could sort of slightly shift it. Or Jane. Um, or Jane. Yeah, Jane, I think Jane there'd be too Bond. much outrage. There'd be just too much hatred. Yeah, and I don't think people would watch it. I don't think it would try and... Yeah, I don't think that's the other thing. It's like a lot of these shows that sort of you know, try and go this to this more sort of woke narrative don't do very well because they're too focused on, you know, sort of the symbolization of things and actually not actually doing anything properly. I think have strong female characters in the Bond series because I think that that's that's a good way to approach it. Have these decent characters that aren't just flopping around, just running after you, yeah, that so are doing their own thing. That's what I want to see. There not is like... a character like that in No Time to Die. Mm. I'm not going to say too much about it because it's a bit. Well, it's a bit of a spoiler, mild spoiler. But I'm not going to say too much. But yes, there is a very strong female, a couple of actually strong female characters. Is this the in 006? Is she or five? I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> right. Okay. But I think it's in the trailer. So she is a double O. So... <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's like pretty that's pretty much in the trailer. So she's double O. So I was gonna imagine she's like got a pretty good role, and that's what you want. I think that's a, that's a good way of approaching it. If you want, you know, these female characters in there, don't just replace the male ones. Make their own. You know, <laughs> I mean, you could make a franchise out of it. Have double O one, double O two, double O three, and then have an Avengers level threat. We have all the double O's come together. Well, that'd be quite. That'd be a bit mad, you know. That'd be quite cool. That'd be an interesting. I'd be interested to see if that would actually work. I don't know. It was not gonna work. It's, it's, it'd be cool though. <laughs> like I said the James Bond universe is sort of so sort of homed in on James Bond and not like anything else um never know you never know that might be possible it could be possible but uh, yeah I would say I think I agree it's unlikely to sort of um approach that although I think these sort of they are they are trying to create more your sort of universes they've seen sort of success from Marvel so maybe they sort of approach it in the same way I don't know yes and talking about Marvel Scarlett Johansson has settled her Black Widow lawsuit with Disney so have you seen yeah this lawsuit that's been going on yeah it's quite yeah it's sort of see because it's it seemed quite annoying for her. Like they sort of, it's almost like they sort of like wangled the contract a bit. Like, oh, you know, does does do like if we release early on, um, Disney does that actually count as like, does she lose actual sales from that? But yeah, I think it's kind of quite a shitty thing to do from Disney. Yes. And them just trying to maximize the profits. Clearly, that was you know sort of going against the intent of that contract. But it's good that she's come to a conclusion about it. Yes, so the settlement figure hasn't been released, but it is rumoured to be around $40 million or £29.7 million. Pounds. Well, that's good for her. Which actually quite yeah. a bit, because I think she got paid like it's $50 million for this film. So, yeah, she sounds quite well out. <laughs> yeah, most people forget about that, saying, oh, poor, poor Scarlett Johansson. Well, she did get paid $50 million. Yeah, I, I would say, say poor that much. much. But the thing is, is, who would you rather have it, Disney or um, Scarlett Johansson? That is true. You know, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather her have it. <laughs> You know, so I think, yeah, it's good that it's sort of been resolved. Um, but yeah, it just felt quite sneaky sort of doing that and not really because they sort of clearly knew that that was going to cause problems. Um, but yeah, it doesn't show any chances that she's ever going to come back into the sort of universe. Um, I doubt it. For any sort of cameos. Also, apparently, Ryan Reynolds won't work with Marvel if Scarlett Johansson's in there. 
Oh, yeah, because they used to be married, didn't they? Yeah, and Deadpool is a big moneymaker for Disney. Oh, right. I thought thought it was kind of an amicable sort of divorce, but maybe not then. (laughs) No, I think it's actually been quite bad. Oh, no. So, yeah, I don't think they'll be working together for a very long time. Oh, right. But if Disney has settled, it means they do recognise that they were probably in the wrong. Yeah, or they couldn't get out of it. They probably tried to get out of it. They were like, oh, we could, we might be able to do this, guys, but maybe not. And I think $40 million to Disney is like a slap on the wrist. Mm, they have got a lot of money. That Yeah, they've, you got, they've got a big bank balance. Well, how much did Endgame make? Endgame must have made nearly, near a billion. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably have got a bigger sort of, you know, pot of cash than most countries, you know. <laughs> Disney which is, is a country. So yeah, I was going to say, which is an interesting thing about these sort of conglomerates, you know, look at like... Um, Facebook and Apple and Amazon, you know, the amount of like money that they hold um, is like, you know, they're pretty big on the world stage. If they were like a country, you know, they're big in some of these Eastern European countries. Um, yeah, it's pretty mad. The, you know, the raw cash. So, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of a bit crazy. It's a bit, it's a bit dangerous. Um because um, like, what's it? Mark Zuckerberg like refers to like Facebook. Facebook. They don't refer to them as users. They refer to them as people. Yeah. You know, and how fast people from citizens to Facebook? <laughs> you know, they're probably buying island. Instead just, of the Facebook. It's all nutcases, uh, aren't they? Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, anyway. It's yeah, it's just crazy one. Talking about Disney Plus, Boba Fett TV show is coming out soon, and there's been yeah. some interesting developments within the show. All of that you brought forward to me that it the Mandalorian was supposed to be about Boba Fett. Yeah, I think so. Originally, when they were um, so when Disney bought the rights from Lucasfilms or bought Lucasfilms, I'm not quite sure of the full sort of legal position. They were like sort of originally going to plan sort of the um, the story to be about Boba Fett. So whether that's sort of I, I imagine at the time it's probably like sort of a, a sort of prequel sort of positioning. It's sometimes slotting somewhere within the Star Wars sort of universe because there's like multiple films that sort of like because the timing is always a bit weird with the star wars films actually where everything sits but i mean let's just yeah, ignore so that, the star that, wars films they're a bit of a mess <laughs> yeah yeah they are a bit of a mess um the show's all right but yeah the show yeah let's say the mandalorian you know one of the sort of the best shows um that's sort of come out in quite a while um so yeah i think it's going all the i think all the cast are going to return um that sort of they have for those two because it's going to be um boba fett and what, what's her name the Mailing someone. That's the actress. Yes, uh, I don't. Remember, I don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the name the, of the character. But yeah, she, she, she's going to. It's basically those two, and it's them sort of exploring um, how sort of these this, the fall of the Jabba the Hut Syndicate, um, and sort of the how they're going to sort I've, of take that over. I've just realised what I said is probably a bit racist because it's not Mailing. It's, uh, is that, that's another Asian actress. Oh, right. Oh, oh dear. Well, it's not the two of her. I think the name's similar. I'm, I'm sure it is similar. Oh, for some reason, oh, I hate Google. <laughs> I just typed in Boba Fett and it just came up with Boba Fett actors. Do you know there's going to be a Sokotano TV show? Ah, here we go. It's Ming Na Wen. Nothing right, of what yeah. I said. I got the M right and that's it. So, yeah, I think that's sort of good. That's what they're going to explore, which is yes. going to be um, sort of quite interesting. There's really not been that much development about this show, so I'm sort of looking forward to what's going to be coming up. Yeah, hopefully it sort of follows the success of the Mandalorian series. Hopefully. Um, I would like it to be. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars and Marvel shows coming out soon on Disney+. Disney has taken over the world on streaming services now. Yeah, it is a real, the entertainment sort of conglomerate. They really do own entertainment. Yes, Um, they will be soon overtaking Netflix, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I think that's the yeah. There is a, there is this interesting thing about sort of it was the the rise of, sort of the streaming service and Netflix essentially made made that almost all like media was all in one place. It's almost all on Netflix, right? So you had you didn't have to go to like multiple different instances. And now there's like multiple streaming <laughs> services. It's all sort of spread out again. You know, there's Disney, Amazon, and then there's the like these the specific ones like there's like HBO Max, Hulu, and these sort of American ones. I'm not quite sure about but there's yeah. so many weird and wonderful ones it's much worse than the u.s it always has been in the u.s mm. the u.s is the licensing terrible. in the u.s is always but in the uk crazy. it's okay there's only really three now there's i suppose yeah. four with apple tv but who has apple tv yeah i was gonna say well yeah nobody really has apple tv um i think the other big player is probably still sky or their sky box sets which i suppose you yeah. could say is a streaming service in a way yeah i think it's a different player though it's coming from a different position because it's also got a lot of the domestic market in terms of just like um just general television and sort of the whole sort of home packages for like um, phone and the internet. So I think it's sort of, they're not as reliant, you know, Netflix is almost exclusively um, to streaming services. So that sort of goes down. So that's why they, I think are chunking a lot of money into their originals, which I think are still good. They've still got some good stuff. Um, yes. Like sex education just, season three. I watched that. This yeah. Week. Which is, yeah, I thought it was great. I think it's a very, it's quite a, quite an informative show actually. Yeah, it, it, a good it covers like a good. It covers a good actual range of topics, which I think are sort of important as well, and it's quite entertaining. <laughs> it is, yes. Anyway, talking so, about Netflix shows, Netflix has released a new show called Squid Game, and it has broke the internet so much so that a South Korean internet provider is suing Netflix over surges of traffic. Which, yeah, which is very interesting to sort of say, you guys, you guys have done too well. <laughs> You've done too well. Well, I think they're suing to say like. Our service was weren't, weren't supposed to be designed for this amount of traffic. It's your fault. Mm. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Honestly, I was looking for that... news topics this week, and everything I typed into YouTube, sorry, not YouTube, Google, brought up Squid Game. Absolutely That's everything. Crazy. I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been, yeah, it's really sort of blown up. Because um, it's, it's essentially a, like a, um, a Black Mirror sort of TV sort of the episode that's sort of drawn out. So it's just it's essentially just a sort of crazy sort of um, concept of like, you have some money and people are sort of competing for it, but, you know, backstabbing each other sort of, you know, which is, it's, it very much would fit into sort of a Black Mirror series quite yeah, nicely. Like a very much a dystopian um, future. I've also yeah. seen it compared to Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I can see that sort of the, you know, the real s- strive to survive um, of, of, you know, people, you know, doing anything. So I think it's sort of this sort of desperation. Which is, yeah, I think it's an interesting sort of set of series because um, I've seen some other stuff sort of similar, you know, these sort of dystopian approaches to things. So there's one called like, what was it the elevator or the lift? It was the platform, that was it. It's called like the platform. Right. And there's like, um, a, I think it's like a platform that goes up and down. There's basically a bunch of people on different levels. And there's a platform, There's the, on the platform there's food. And so the people at the top have all the food and they will slowly descend down. And so it's this sort of, it's approaching, yeah, it's like, what do they, do you do, how much food do you take sort of thing? Do you do what you, how much you need to, or, you know, are you going to be greedy? And it's sort of, I think it's sort of, there are some other shows that I've sort of seen, which are a bit like this. Um, Well, apparently this product or project has helped create 16,000 jobs in South Korea. Whoa, that's done pretty well then. So I imagine there's going to be a second series. There's definitely a second series. It's also not a limited series, which means that it is open for a second series. Well, that's good then. So yeah, yeah. So I will probably will watch it coming up next couple of weeks if I'm not too busy, and I will give my mm. review one day and to say yeah, if it's as good out. or bad. 
because I say you're talking about the sort of the broadband side of it, so sort of the crashing it. Because I think what I saw actually was actually how Netflix runs its sort of streaming services, and they essentially have these Netflix boxes, right? Mm. Which are essentially like these sort of data storages. So they sort of to have sort of this service that's that big, you need these sort of additional bits of hardware. So they essentially install these boxes like locally. So it's actually interesting to see sort of how much actual infrastructure is needed for these sort of big streaming services. Oh, it's incredible! Um, it's like absolutely stupid so, yeah. i mean even netflix are making games though i don't know if, you, I don't know if you're aware of that one that was a couple they're making games I'm yeah making that. games it, that was a topic we covered a couple of weeks ago so maybe that's sort of coming into it as well i'm not sure if it's like the black mirror game that came out if it's actual games oh yeah the yeah what the bandersnatch yeah that was weird that was it yeah interesting it's another well, one that broke the internet it. it's like black mirror <laughs> but it is there we go dystopian future breaks the netflix breaks the internet sorry mm. Yeah. Same with Bird Box as well, another one. That's true, actually. Yeah, the, the, I was going to say actually, all those, all those, the silent was the silent one. Be quiet. What's the what's that? The quiet one. I don't know. I don't know if I know the, the quiet place. The yeah, quiet place. That's it, isn't it. The quiet place, right? What's that? I don't know. Maybe that one. Anyway, <laughs> the one with Emily Blunt in it, right? The, that one as well. So they those sort of shows did quite well recently, didn't they? So sort of that sort of dystopian line. Yeah. Well, that's enough of our movie news for the week, and we're going into we've lost the controller over the newser. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Which means we're on our gaming news for the week, and we are going to talk about the Xbox shortages, and apparently they're going to continue into 2022. Who's surprised? Not many people. I think that's the, it's the state of the entire sort of tech market. It's so dependent on sort of microprocessors. It's depressing. It's yeah. It's not good. It's like it's there's so much stuff that's sort of been in shortages. Um and we see it's almost in every product, you know, from cars to, you know, Nintendo switches to yes. your graphics cards and stuff. There um, is reports of cars actually lying in production because they're made and they can't put the chips in them. So they just lying yeah. there. Yeah. They basically they get to the end of the production line and then there's like one chip and then it's just sitting there, the car's basically useless. It's, it's like <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Yeah, and and then the thing is, you've sort of you. It's, some of these things can be so complicated. So redesigning it would take like months, and you've got to like commit to a chip. So if you were to like re- to use a different chip, and it can take like ages. So yeah, some it's really sort of mucked up a lot of sort of the global production. Um, but but I think because they realise that there essentially is not enough manufacturers of sort of these chips, especially the for example graphics cards, the sort of you know incredibly small transistor sizes. Um, creating the, basically because all these sort of um, uh, creepy small chips all created on silicon wafers. Yes. Yeah. And so you can so creating these wafers actually produce quite a lot of waste. So when you create these wafers, you can you don't when you make it quite a lot of the wafer could actually be dead and wouldn't actually work. So there's a certain percentage of actually usable wa- usable circuits within a wafer. Yes, I believe this is something to do with a video I saw once how they talk about they make their 3090s and then they make the 3060s the leftover dies from those mm. processors yeah basically so that that's sort of what um in terms of these sort of creating these sort of the this, these silicon dies and stuff they've been sort of suddenly working for years to, to get the um the yield up right um, yeah and it's they've got quite good um but there's still quite a lot of it you can actually you know you can get unlucky and uh you can always get nothing out of a you can spend you know thousands of pounds of processing these things and get nothing out of them, and he's got somebody just chuck them, um, 
which is another thing is there's a lot of waste generated by these sort of microprocessor plants there's which, a lot of chemicals involved which isn't good considering we're in a complete climate crisis right now and wastage is a big thing yeah a wasted energy and talking about energy china is making the chip shortage worse due to their climate crisis energy crisis which makes it even worse so apparently in China, they're having to wait for electronic equipment until December before they can make more electronic equipment. Yeah, it's sort of like a feedback loop, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... It's just <laughs> so you have like... Because this stuff is so small, you have to be so precise. So they, all of this equipment that you use to essentially manufacture and move these things around and place them on the boards um, require their own sort of set of equipment. So it's basically machines making machines making machines. And so when these when you can't maintain the machines that make the machines, <laughs> uh, you, you, it sort of goes downhill, really. Also, China um, has now got these new strict energy quotas for all their companies, and it has meant that all these companies have started to re- drastically reduce all the production of the silicon, meaning of a curb price of 300% increase. Yeah, I think... And yeah, that's the raw materials, not... 300% increase, which will then be and translated so can... onto all the consumers. Which will almost, it, it tends to sort of almost double this sort of, um, if the raw the raw cost of these things is going up, then this will, you know, this is going to be, pl- you know, passed on to these sort of the, the consumers. We um, buy, a, you know, sort of a you know, factor of two, um, so which is not good. So a lot of our tech that's been quite cheap for quite a while, especially the stuff coming out of China, is now going to, you know... Yeah, be expensive. It's going to inflate, yeah. So, yeah. So it's not good. Apple's main chip supplier, TSMC, which is a Chinese company, or Chinese-based company, mm-hmm. uh, has reported that Apple products will be delayed into 2022, which is a big blow to Apple because they like to have all their products for Christmas. Yeah. I think, yeah, well, this is probably going to end up affecting pretty much everybody. It's not good. There's so, <laughs> there's so much that sort of comes out of China. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's the thing, it's always, a lot of it's just single components. And you, you lose that one component, you know, you can be pretty done. Because it's very technical, it's very hard to sort of replace them. It's not that we've actually got a lack of silicon; we've just got the lack of manufacturers. Yeah, that can sort of do that can produce these sort of you know incredibly complex chips. Yes, it's, um, I mean, what process are we on? Five nanometer for CPUs and GPUs. Yeah, I say, I was gonna say that's yeah, that's where most of the sort of the the top end is really now. It's sort of that transition. This demand for sort of getting smaller and smaller is actually we haven't created the infrastructure behind it to you know build as many of these sort of um chips as we need so it's not really there yeah <laughs> it's not really there which is kind of like oh no what are we gonna do anyway talk about china uh the chinese government has approved zero games since the new law on effeminate men came into place so apparently oh, yeah anything that promotes lesbian gay bisexual or queer or just men being slightly feminine in a slightly slight way, China will not approve their games. And this is also apparently going into the gaming ban as well to reduce the amount of time people are on the games due to try to restraint the amount of gay people. Yeah, and... which seems like crazy. It's, it's crazy like in the Western mad. Hemisphere. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you think, like, which is weird because China sort of be becoming more, sort of, well, in essence, more progressive, sort of shifting away from the sort of hard communism sort of under Mao and stuff and sort of coming to more sort of this slightly interesting society as it's hard to sort of state actually what China is. Um, but this is mad. Yeah. I think it's like, what's, the, what's the restriction? Isn't it an hour a day on gaming? I think it's and three then, hours a week. Yeah. But it's... also, how do you control it, really? Like, it also oh, no, they, they, online So 
I can't remember who it was, but there's a, now a company in America, so in, in China, that now videos people on the consoles. And if you're on the console like to for too the, long, it'll kick you off. But this must be like online, online, because you couldn't you just have a Switch that's like not not online? You could play that forever, right? Surely. Well, all new games must have a feature that bans people from being on it for too long. Whoa. So it's actually really enforceable. <laughs> and if China's oh, also created a tattletale service where you can report people. Yeah. And it is, yeah, China is not so, good for punishments. <laughs> you don't want to get punished by them. They are so surveilled. Surveilled? surveilled? Severe? Oh, so, oh, surveilled, no, I mean, like, surveillance, right, in China. Yeah, whatever the word is. Yeah, whatever that um, word. <laughs> it's like, so, what is it? It's the, it's the lorry drivers and, like, car drivers. So they don't do very well. They don't that everything's monitored so they they do like bad driving like this could be stuff that's like legal but like bad driving they like monitor them and then if they like do too much of it of this sort of slightly bad driving they can like get banned from like you know essentially society they lose like society points basically so it makes them harder (laughs) for them to get like loans or like have a house because they're like slightly bad driver yeah it's it's, it's It's everything like this company yeah tens right a bit of a Chinese-based company, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, also, yeah. you might have missed, last week we covered another topic about China banning everything, of them banning their Chinese version of TikTok, where you can only do 40 minutes a day on the app. It's, yeah. It's pretty mad, that. just There's so much like control. Like It's just unnecessary control. They just want to yeah, ban... Really so, so, social, socialising? Socialising, yeah. want to ban it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the spread of misinformation. Well, that's what that's <laughs> yes. call it. The spread of China yeah. being a bad country. <laughs> yeah. The effeminate men thing, that's weird. I think, like, there's, like, such a range of, like, masculinity. and Yeah, it's crazy in the like, Western Hemisphere. Is... Like, nowadays, you can do whatever you want, as long as it's legal. Yeah. And then no one will really, <laughs> <Yeah. judge. laughs> no really judge you. Which is, like, yeah, you know, so I think they come from the West. I mean, they can... Yeah, which is... <laughs> They claim it's to do a gaming addiction, but really, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there is, there is, the, the gaming addiction is like is um is a legitimate problem, especially in some of the, like these Asian countries, um where there's you know there's a very some of these games there's a massive sort of culture around it, like StarCraft and Dota, the you know, these games are enormous. There's actually quite a lot of money to be made, um so that's what a lot gets a lot of people sort of involved in it, um especially in like South Korea and stuff, like incredibly good internet sort of allows you to be quite competitive on the, some of the competitive scenes of these games. Um, but people do spend way too much time because it's like, um, it's sort of, it's really uh, sort of, um, what is it? Like removing yourself from reality. Yeah. Well, I think most people do that to some extent. Everyone yeah, does that. but like, which, yeah, which is what a, lot, what a lot of entertainment's for, but it's... Um, it's essentially that becomes the addiction because it can be so you can get so involved in some of these games. That is true. Um, and and uh, yeah, because I think it's like a lot of people were sort of born with these personalities. Um, and this sort of you know, there's the site the science behind addiction is quite an interesting one. I think we're only coming sort of recently to realise actually what actually causes addiction. Um, a lot of it is you know genetic why people become addicts, and so it's actually. It's just more, it's this, I think for a lot of young people, because so many young people are playing these games in these countries, you know, especially it's like South Korea, is it just like, this is what they're getting addicted to rather than like, you know, booze? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They I would mean... be like a couple of, they would be like, you know, a hundred years before it would be, uh, it's it just gaming's replaced that bit. Um, but I think it's a lot of these, there's a lot of addiction, addictive like features of these games, isn't there? Like the design, like loot boxes and these sort of, you know, the feedback systems. Yes, but loot boxes should be banned. Enough. 
yeah, I, they are not. They're not good. Um, no, they are. They're terrible. <laughs> Actually, they they are banned in some countries. Yeah, which is good. They are reg- they're more regulated. I think people are becoming aware, which is good. Like the fact that it's more sort of the information about sort of these bad features of games, and they're trying to control them a little bit. Um, it's good for everyone because nobody really likes loot boxes. And one um, co- one game that gets affected by loot would get affected by loot boxes being banned more than any other would be FIFA. And FIFA's in the news this week for them having the anime cosmetic feature. You can now buy anime cosmetics in FIFA. This is including like an anime stage and anime walkout packs. <laughs> it's mental. Oh, and I d- yeah. People, the, F- the FIFA games have always basically sort of just pushed such like blatant consumerism like it's like the next the, all the, the games have been almost exactly the same for like years the next the, there isn't much more they've added to the next FIFA games it's just like oh yeah buy more packs <laughs> back openings <laughs> I mean I hate FIFA as a concept as it is I mean it's fine for one game but it's just every game's the same yeah after that and it's yeah and because ultimate teams which I think is like the big sort of thing we build like a team right? but you have to kind of realistically put money into the game to like be competitive online yeah it's terrible it's a pay to win game shitty. but I just find it mental it's how like... you can now these aren't cheap by the way it's sort of like 1,500 oh, no. FIFA points which I think is 25 quid or something yeah that's, that's a fair bit of cash and what does that even get you a statue it only gets you like is it even used to it's usable? a statue it just you like can put in the, in the corner of your stadium oh right so it's just a cosmetic yeah fucking hell it's so bad 20 quid 20 quid for a little statue that you probably won't even see in the match you can get it'd be so small you can get an anime vip arena in stamford bridge oh yeah i see this vip arena the soul one they, look, they just look awful as well they don't even look good no oh and you can also get like... anime football kids oh yeah so there's, there's one that's like an iron man sort of tech suit sort of football kit <laughs> just, <laughs> just looks it it looks it looks really it just looks bad yeah like it looks like kind of like plastic it looks like he's wearing a plastic football kit <laughs> spin bag yeah basically somebody <laughs> is basically printed onto a bin bag <laughs> and then they, they're wearing it imagine playing football in a bin bag god the sweaty the sweat you would like generate from that <laughs> fill that you could fill if you if you sealed it you could fill the bin bag running around <laughs> Which is an interesting idea. Running around just a bucket of sweat and a bin bag. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Well, that's all the weirdest thing to happen in the week as we go into our next section of Weird Wacky Wonderful World. And we are talking about the home addresses that that are twins. Yeah, so I found this one. It's quite a unique sort of article. And essentially, it's like, what are the two closest addresses... That essentially have the same. They're on the essentially they have the same road name and the same like um, number, right? So like five station road or whatever. That's like an example they give. And essentially they 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 sort of slowly find closer and closer addresses. And what they basically these guys found is he essentially found two houses which are next to each <laughs> other, and they're basically both on like Manchester Road, and they're both four four three. <laughs> the reason is is because one is in Bolton. And one is in Salford, and they essentially have the exact same address, and they sit next to each other. <laughs> and the councils are sort of like refusing to change it. <laughs> so they've, like, they've complained to the councils, and like, can we change our numbers? <laughs> they think they've gone no. <laughs> it's so Which close. Like, yeah. So the basic, I can imagine like deliveries must be a nightmare. Because it depends. It depends which way the delivery driver comes from, right? Because he's going to stop at the first one. So. If all the, if the delivery centre is like to the north and they're all coming through, it was just going to stop at the first house, and this one guy's going to get all the deliveries. 
<laughs> it's, it's insane. Why won't they yeah. change? I suppose yeah, it's I that common style. It's like, no, this belongs to us. You, you must change. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's this petty sort of council culture in the UK. But also it's like, it's the fact that so many of our street names are just the same, like repeated. Like some of the other examples, um, like they're like a couple of streets away, but it's just like the fact that these streets are like probably a kilometre away or something or less than that. And they're, they're just the same street names repeated. <laughs> it's just, just so lazy. It's like George Street. That's like, you know, 500 metres away from another George Street. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, look at our high streets. It's mm. always high street or something, a variation of that. It's all the same. Mind you, yeah. America's names, 10th. Like the close, just the close. It's like <laughs> so many. Are you guys going to say America? America doesn't even have any, which is like good because it's easier to navigate, to be fair. Because then it like, you know, 42nd Street to go to 41st Street, it's just up the road. You can work it out, which is quite, if you're navigating on foot, it's much easier. No, but the problem with um, that is they've been calling actual names in there. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Then you suddenly, it's like the <laughs> boulevard. You go 41st, like, something else, 42nd. Yeah. So does, the, yeah, I was going to say, if the next one's the boulevard, is the next one and then the number of the previous one, or is the boulevard actually count as like 44th Street? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, oh. Yeah, I think the whole world just can't name streets. It's too difficult yeah. for them. Some of these probably come up with a decent system. Um, but we're, yeah, we we get to see it, yeah. Yeah, may- maybe. Maybe this get resolved one day, but who knows? Yeah, but maybe that'd be our mission. That'd be our mission in life, is find a good way of naming streets. Maybe we start a petition. Mm. Or you can say, there's that, um, what's it, the what three words thing. We could do something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had split, that. Yeah, cool split, like, we could split all the streets into, like, random code names. I live on Would that Apple. not be more difficult to navigate all the posts? No, 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 it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Because <laughs> then you can, you, could, you, could, you can be like a, like the native alphabet sort of thing. Like, I live on Alpha Tango Tango. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm 21 Delta Foxtrot Emu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't even numbers because it's one meter squares, isn't it? That's true, actually, yeah. You wouldn't even need numbers. You your, just your, need, your, uh... your house is, yeah, your house is split between phone banana telephone box and um brick wall chest of drawers sponge actually that makes it so much easier <laughs> that's why that's my house is between these two tiles but think about how much easier it'd be now if you had to type in your address for a parcel or something you just have to type in three words and then they know where to put it no postcodes that's true no addresses yeah. no numbers no street names yeah, that's, actually, that, that's true because then you can specifically say which area of your sort of front garden you want your package in i was like i, I was just towards the front of the garden please. i want it in this exact <laughs> location <laughs> yeah because yeah because i've got like some bins they always leave it behind there so i can say specifically leave it in the bin square the, the, the meter bin square leave it in the bin <laughs> not on yeah. bin day well they've done that they literally <laughs> have put my package in a bin and it was like because my bins get collected like a friday so like it was on a friday so so my bin could easily be taken out and i wouldn't have known She's <laughs> like, why would you put it in the bin? That's quite funny. Like, I know, I know, I don't want it getting wet, but like, don't put it in, don't a bin. Put it in the bin. Like, don't put it in the bin, man. <laughs> oh dear. Well, our next story, our final story for the weird, wacky, wonderful world, is another one you yeah, brought in. Us off. Yeah, it's it's another one that I saw, which is um, which is about. So the the, the there are these lime scooters, right? So they in the UK, this is quite a hot topic. Because these guys, because um, they, because there's no actual legal um, position in the highway codes, which essentially is 
what rules the road in the UK. Um, so these they were all technically illegal, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so they these guys can go like on the pavement and on the road, and they can just they always do stupid stuff. Um, yeah, they just like leave them everywhere, don't they? And they leave them everywhere. They leave them just like on the crossings. So like. Leave them on the like, road. Who are, Leave on a roundabout. anyone that's like, yeah, anyone's on like a wheelchair or it's like got like a pram, where sort of the, the the pavement dips to sort of allow them easy access to cross the road, they can just put them there and then they just sort of, a, it's like, and also these things are like heavy, right? Because they've got these big sort of batteries at the bottom and they're all like box steel. So they weigh a lot. So you can't move them. No. And they also, like the, I think the brakes probably lock, I imagine. So they're a little bit harder to move. Um, yeah, so that they are a bit of a nightmare, um, and they're sort of yeah. I think they're slowly managing them better. But anyway, this story's about they have um, in order to use them, you have these QR codes, right? And what they the way they've like implemented it on these uh, scooters is they basically printed out a bit of card and then put a bit of acrylic on top of it. Right? <laughs> so people have been essentially ripping this acrylic off and then just taking the card, which renders the entire <laughs> thing useless. <laughs> So because they can't get the activation code for that specific scooter. So they're basically a bunch of bikes and scooters lying around um, London and like Bristol, which you cannot use. (laughs) So they're all useless. (laughs) That's <laughs> quite funny. Which is just quite funny. It's, it's, I think for a lot of people, like these things are quite a nuisance because um, people don't quite know how to use them properly. Um, I think it's a good idea, but it needs regulating. Yeah, I think it's regulating. And they probably they probably could be okay in the bike lanes and stuff. Um, on the actual road, it's harder because the problem with these scooters is they are not the most stable things. So if you hit anything, you're kind of done. <laughs> you're and dead. some UK roads are pretty shoddy. So if you hit like a slightly bit of bumpy road, <laughs> not going well. And like a lot, because I use the, I've used these in like Europe, um, in like Prague. As Prague's like a very medieval city because it wasn't really destroyed during the war, right? So essentially most of it's kind of as it was. So there's a lot of cobble streets and see when these scooters going down them. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And it's, so they're, yeah, they're not, yeah, they're, they're not very practical. Compared to like a bike, you could quite easily sort of, because the wheels are so much larger, just... I suppose that is true. You know, it's, it's, it's like no suspension or anything, is it? It's just go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you've got like a mountain bike or something with suspension, or just, just big tyres, because they've like, also these tyres are like hard, right? They're not like your... They're not soft rubber. They're like, they're lo- yeah, there's no compliance to them. So it can be... You know, anything that's sort of not a perfectly smooth road is not, not fun. So apparently, uh, to do this shortaging, Manchester lost 10% of its fleet every month. That's great. Due to vandalism. <laughs> People slowly, we will slowly take all of the QR codes out. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite, yeah. Can I say like, because um, like, because what they probably should have done is um, like laser cut the QR code onto like the top, so like etch it on. Yeah, that would that would make sense, that's, wouldn't it? I was going to say that's probably the, re- the probably reason they don't do that is because they it's probably easier to sort of set up if you can just print them out. Um, and I imagine there's like. St- it probably is slightly harder to manufacture if you do it like that because I imagine these are like sign of stock and they sort of, there's probably multiple different companies buying it from like a single entity that are manufacturing them. I imagine that's why they've sort of done it like that. But basically what's going to happen next is they're going to have to, you know, uh, engrave them onto them and people are going to go around with like files. It'll be Sharpies, let's get Sharpie over it. <laughs> yeah, like Sharpie over it, get, the fi- get your file out. Yeah. <laughs> like a bastard file. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, so like, you only got to remove a couple of those 
squares, because I don't actually know how quite how QR codes work. You just draw a line it, over it and it makes it redundant. I was going to say, you could, it's probably quite, you don't have to remove that much of the QR code to make it like not work for the app. Yeah, it's like a barcode. If you're missing a little bit of it, you just, yeah. it's not going to work. It's a, yeah, you just move, yeah, you just add an extra square and you're, yeah, it's done. Well, talking about stupid tech that goes into our world, we're going to our next segment of tech time and science shenanigans, but there's not so much science this week. Mm. I was trying to find out where I'll find his photos. There wasn't much to talk about. Instead, we're going to yeah. go into the new security drones that invade your privacy. And we're going to first yeah. talk about Amazon's AstroBot. Well, you say invade your privacy, but you allow them in your homes. They're not, like, coming in regardless. <laughs> yeah. They're not like Amazon, like, fly these drones into your house. Yeah, you will have a drone fly by. Yeah. But, yeah, they're quite interesting. Because there's one with, like, a face on it. It's like the dog bot. That's what they call it. So, I'm actually just... So, they sort of go around your home. So, the two, there's this dog bot. And then there's essentially a drone one, which is sort of like... I would describe it as essentially a TV remote with a camera on it, that sort of size. And then they basically just sort of stuck a box valve on top. Yes. <laughs> so, so it basically looks just like a T, essentially a T shape. So for those who don't, who haven't stuck around with us for that much and are new to this podcast, long, long time ago, last year, we covered this topic of this being a Kickstarter, of it being completely ridiculous. But now, it is available in the US if you're invited. Well, that is the magic of Kickstarter. The amount of stuff yeah. that like, somehow gets done. And then it just doesn't come through. But this, you know, Amazon have really, they've really done it this time. They've produced it. They've done what a lot of Kickstarters have failed to do. Yeah, so I think it's both Amazon, both these products. One's Ring, the subsidiary mm. of Amazon. The Ring yeah. drone will fly up in the air when you leave and it will survey your house by floating around. And when it takes the intruder, it will just follow them around your house. I don't know what's stopping the intruder from getting a baseball bat and knocking it out the house. Well, I don't know. If you've got high ceilings, and if this thing's quite, if it's quite maneuverable, which it doesn't look like it is, um, <laughs> you could probably just dodge around a bit. It's like if it just goes to the top, I like guess it'd be quite hard. If it just goes to the top of your your house and then just skeets around quickly, or you get multiple, which is like a, I think it's a great suggestion of like you get like five of these things and they're just buzzing around your home yeah. <laughs> like bees. <laughs> like a swarm, a swarm of Amazon ring drones. <laughs> Any like your casual burglar is going to be like, oh fuck this, mate. <laughs> They're not going to want to. Well, you might not want to do like... that because they are very expensive at costing up two hundred and fifty dollars a drone. It's a bit, but I, you know, I would, be, I, I thought it would cost more than that. I thought these things would be like a grand each. I think so rings you know, are like expensive, these... isn't it? Rings like two hundred. Yeah, so, so those ring doorbells are like two hundred quid, aren't they? Or like they're at least like one hundred and fifty or something. They're a lot. Like, I love for what they are. Like, oh. I mean, a drones. Yeah. I think a drones more worth more money than a doorbell. <laughs> yeah, I would rather have this Amazon drone than like a, a what is essentially a button and a camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one hundred fifty quid. <laughs> something anyone could make. Yeah. It wouldn't be, yeah, I was going to say, there's probably some quite decent knockoffs because it's so simple. Um, uh, and the AstroBot yeah, as well. it just goes... This, so this one yeah. is part of Amazon's guard service, which is $5 a month. And this whole device is going to be a suitable device Dog. for all the family to help elder people help when they've left their cooker on or to be a table for children to play on. Imagine that being Wait, that. Wait, what is this? Is this, the, is this the dog one? Yes, the AstroBot one. A table? Yeah, it can turn to a table. It can turn into a table. Yes. Oh, is that it can the screen? Yes, yeah, so the, the front screen's got the eyes. That it can turn up. into a table, yeah. 
But is that it's a splay? Yes. I assume. <laughs> so you, you can't put your tea on that, can you? I don't know. Maybe you could. Because <laughs> that's like some good heat resistance if we can do that. Uh, this one, I think, is around £5,000. Oh, that's a step up. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could get a lot of those drones for that. Yeah. I'd rather get like <laughs> a couple of those drones for that price. But it is essentially your own canine. So... That is true, but I'd still rather have a boss dynamic, dynamic sock. Mm. So you can cool. just kick it over and it'll get back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a boss and dynamic dog just to kick it over every time I walk in. <laughs> <laughs> just barks at you and just kick it over. Because <laughs> that's all they seem to do with those those, those robots. It's just abuse them. Like They hit them with sticks, kick them. Like, it's like... They're very horrible, those Boston Dynamics guys. The Have you seen that there's a there's a great edit actually of the Boston Dynamics robot, which is basically it's like an edit that give it a gun <laughs> just starts shooting. So, no, so it's the dog robot apparently has facial recognition software, so it can detect if it's an intruder with through facial recognition. There's also optional extras such as Alexa compatible tablets and thermo sensors to detect fires. I wasn't talking oh. to you. I talked about my, is this, my echo. Is this your real dog? That's my echo. Started talking up. Oh, you're okay. It hurt me too, me too much to talk about Amazon. <laughs> oh, your Amazon echo has just gone. I hear. <laughs> I'm being replaced. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it does raise an interesting question there about cameras in people's homes. I remember Mark Zuckerberg he said once said, oh, people should never have camera in their home. And then a year later released mm. Portal. Yeah. Although, yeah, the, the, these tech guys are always just going to... They, they won't do it, but a lot of people will. Um, but, yeah, because there was that whole Amazon sort of... The Amazon locks, wasn't there? Where, like, you could unlock your home for, like, Amazon services to come in. So, like, if you wanted to get your home cleaned by, like, an Amazon, like, officiated thing, you could essentially unlock your home. They could come in and clean your house. And then you could then... They would then... It would tell you when they've left, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's... But the problem, the problem is, is it's just going to be hacked, isn't it? Like, something like that can just be so easily hacked. The same with all these drones if as I can, well. Wait, imagine the, the swarm yeah. of drones get hacked. And then they rob your house. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some feature where they're going to be able to pick up stuff and then that's it. Yeah. People's houses are just going to... Their drones that are protecting them are just going to be taking their phones out of their house. Uh, once, but when we talked about this before, Danny was saying about uh, there being like a, like a machine gun on the bottom of the drone because it's in America. Someone's going to attach like a shotgun oh, to right. it and apply a shotgun over to somebody. I think somebody's done that. Didn't they put like a sword on the drone or something? They definitely <laughs> need some people to put weaponry on the drone because there are those flamethrower drones. Have you seen those? I haven't seen those ones there. No. They're for like um, on like power lines when like somebody's t shirt somehow got onto the power it's line. It's bird. It's those annoying like... birds get on the power line. Yeah, they basically like burn the like the fabric and stuff. It's quite cool. I think they're like in um, China and stuff. I think it seems to be like an Asian country. I think yeah, someone's like hacking China. it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is you've got to be careful that somebody's hacking the flamethrower drone because that could probably do some damage. <laughs> and it's big as well. That these things are like you know the size of a person's on these sort of size drones. Yeah, it's all quite mental. So going on from one stupid thing to another stupid thing, USB-C is in the news again, and oh. USB is doing its USB thing of changing their naming conventions. Yay! Because <laughs> USB... now we don't know what anything's called. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now there's another one. There's USB 2040, what? Or USB 4, 40 gigabits per second. And also oh, USB 4. There's just amazing. so many names. It's so stupid. I don't know why USB keeps doing this. Yeah, they, I don't know why they don't just stick with... Like, just go USB 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Like, 
Come on, guys. And it's all marketing, I think. That's the reason. Marketing have gone, oh, if we add, if we add big numbers, it sells. <laughs> so <laughs> you, the, the tech guys are like, all right, I don't think it seems sensible, but, you know, you're marketing, so. The stupidest thing about this is USB is maybe one connector and then they have loads of mm. variations of that same connector to completely yeah. eliminate the point of it. Well, this is pretty well, yeah, cool, all, all... I, I don't know if you've seen this, but yeah. the 40 watt stuff. I haven't, but I am definitely interested in it now because I, I think this sort of USB-C sort of... Um, it's almost like a USB-C project, right, of sort of trying to essentially create a standardised connector for everything. It's really good. I think it's sort of the... The EU regulation now that all phones essentially have USB-C, I think that's going to be beneficial for everyone. Yes, um, there was like, there's well, other news unless about you're Apple, Unless you're Apple. Yes, but. there was other news about that last week as well. So all phones in the EU won't be able to have a charger in the box, which I know big companies aren't doing already, but they will be banned yeah. officially in the EU. Uh, also, people yeah. won't be able to sell... Pri- 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 I can't say the word. Chargers that belong to their own pri- company. Pri- <laughs> proprietary. That's the one. I can't say it. Yeah, that's the words. That's the word today. I still can't say it. Like, they can't sell yeah. those chargers anymore. So the Xiaomi 65 watt charger is banned. It has uh-huh. to have the USB PD protocol. Right. And why? Well, now that this protocol is increased and stuff, it's probably right then. They don't really need their, new pro- their own protocol. Yes. And wireless charging has to be Qi charging. So they all bans their own things. Mm. And it's all to have just standardized yeah. connectors. So it just removes wastage, <laughs> basically. The wireless charging one, I think, is more interesting because that kind of eliminates sort of having, you know, innovation, though. I think that's a little bit where I could see where, because wireless charging isn't, like, as well defined. I think there's still a lot to learn about wireless charging and there's different ways of doing it. So I, think I would say the way we have now should of... be banned. Like, what's the point of it? It doesn't do anything. It just oh, it's true. Well, I think it's it's not useful for phones really at all. Like, it's just a, it's just a less efficient way of charging your phone. It looks cool, maybe. I don't it's cool know. to have it under your desk. Yeah, I was going to say, it can be cool to, like, yeah, put your phone on the desk and it charges. And I think some people that can be quite useful, they forget to charge their phone all the time. Um, I think the, the technology that is where it's going to be useful is in, like, cars and stuff. Yes. So yeah. whether, if you can get this, if you can get the phone stuff, because, you know, there's probably some people that are quite into, like, wireless charging the phone. If the demand's there and people want wireless charging on their phones, some people do. And if we can get the tech there, and so if, if there's you know there's money to be spent on it, I'm not complaining about it. So I kind of think it's sort of removing the innovation that could come from it. Yes, well, Apple um, did make this claim. Useful. So Apple said about the USB-C side, saying it is stifling innovation to do with phone chargers and hmm. stops new phone chargers from being made. Now I would sympathise for their cause if Apple had made a new phone charger since the Lightning port. It's true. I was going to say th- this is a very relevant point. I think it goes back to what I was saying before about the, the wireless. But is there? What are they going to do realistically? You know, they're not producing anything better. But I think USB C do... is good. Uh, having USB C as a standard connector is the right thing to do yeah. because that USB C is perfect. <laughs> I was going to say the connector. I think it's not really. You're not really going to have anything in it. You're not going to have any innovations there really for quite a while. And I think anything that's going to come out of it will probably be then the next USB C sort of or the next connector type. Well, USB C can in... actually do everything. It can. There's nothing yeah, it can do. Say, but you could you could argue the protocol you could have some you know different ways of approaching it there which could be useful for some people um well no but just have I the think connector. having a standardized connector yeah. yeah it's just a standardized connector i think is just beneficial for everyone i think even if even if you you know lose some innovation there um i don't think you're losing anything amazing i wouldn't say there's anything that could change the connector that much that we would be losing out on it um and if if they if apple finds something amazing then they can Give that to the EU and say this will become the standardized connector. Never knows to change the apples or 
amazing new connector. Doesn't mean that they can't do it, but yeah, it doesn't make it. There's less incentive there, but I think it's good sort of to, set, to have these sort of standardized connector for everyone. Absolutely, um, yeah. So it's all, it's all good news in a way. Yeah, because everything, your phone, your headphones, everything will all be on a sort of USB C, and then maybe it's just some other stuff as well. Never know. Maybe DisplayPort so, and HDMI will go one day. It'll just be USB C everything. You have one USB C connector going to yeah. everything. That would be cool. One USB C to rule them all. <laughs> One connector to rule them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah so it's got. It's got. It's got. Yeah. It's got the. Uh, it's got the form to do so. Maybe it will do. Maybe it will do. And then I was going to say, can you do like with because there are USB C monitors. Yes, there is now. Yeah. Can you do like power and data? Yes. Because that is mad. So only one cable. I think so, yeah. But with, now you can. So previously you couldn't because of mm. the power. But now you can do... Yeah, but 240 watt, I imagine you can just do monitors. You can do 240 watt at 40 gigabits per second. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to get some USB-C monitors that can do that. I want I want one cable for I mean, it's never going to replace kettle leads, I don't think, for certain things. But mm. Oh, yeah, that's just the, the thickness of the connectors. You're, yeah, you're, that, that's like a phys- physics problem. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not going to place your yeah your your um, PC power supply is not going to have USB C. No, that always be a catastrophe. That's fairly, but uh, that's okay. And then our final news topic of the evening is Samsung has gotten rid of all of their ads. And as much as that is a bit of a niche topic, I think it's just interesting to talk about a company getting rid of ads. Yeah, <laughs> a money making scheme based, going. Based Samsung, that's great. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. Getting rid of the bloatware. Oh my god, it's just like apps and stuff these days. Because I remember, like when I when you know I was first had sort of an Android phone, and I was on a really dodgy Samsung Mini or something. Yeah. <laughs> but like most apps, almost you know most like like a lot of the apps I used probably back then was like games and stuff. And very few games actually get any ads on them at all. Like you go on like any game now, it's like an ad every like you know fifteen minutes. You have to like wait for like five seconds to play the game again. It's so stupid. Um, yeah, it's like. <sighs> It's so annoying, but I, you can see why they, you know, ads are important, right? But when it like completely ruins the experience of the app, which is essentially what a lot of these, the way the advertising works and a lot of mobile stuff, um, it's just quite annoying. But I it, think it's good to see it going to step back. Maybe we have mm. not lost all of our privacy in the world. Yeah. I think that like YouTube and stuff, when you're like watching a YouTube video and there's an ad at start, I think that's fine because you're sort of not really, you know, you're only having like ads every so often, right? And it really doesn't affect the content. But when you're like using these mobile mobile apps, some of them <laughs> will essentially become unusable. Because like you click an option and then if you click an option again, it will then produce an ad. So any sort of it's like almost click based. How much you use the app induces how many ads you get. <laughs> so it's like, true, actually, oh, yeah, it's just, it is. Yeah. It's awful. Although yeah, I was annoyed about crazy. I was annoyed about uh YouTube having two ads as of a video. Yeah, and also ads are like on everything, isn't it? Because they've changed that now. Because it used to be only ads would come on YouTube videos when they were enabled, right? Yeah. So you could disable ads on your videos. There wouldn't be any ads on them. And so now you basically YouTube has created it so that every video has ads. So you, when you disable it, it just disables you getting revenue from them. But YouTube will still get their money because the ads are still there. So it's kind of a bit, yeah. It's just, I think it's just this, this Google's relationship to YouTube is an interesting one. I don't think they particularly like owning YouTube entirely. Um, the reason they have YouTube basically is because it's a, an enormously good marketing tool. Um, and that's essentially what YouTube, Google is, is essentially in. Google is um, for advertisement marketing. That's actually most, most ads are run by Google and stuff. Um, so that's really where almost most of their revenue is generated from sort of marketing and adverts. And then everything else is sort of a, almost a side project. Um, 
to sort of that main part of the business. Yeah. Well, that is it. That is the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Yeah. If you've made it to the end, I applaud you. Congratulations. You've probably done what very few people actually do. So please yeah. leave a like, review, comment, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, how we can improve, send us an email, tweet at us when we don't check our Twitter, but go for it anyway. And get yeah, hashtag beans, bang your mum trending on Twitter. We're still trying to do that. Yeah. Do this hashtags, boys. Yeah, <laughs> please. And uh, we will yeah. see you next week where Joe will be joining us again. Well, hopefully anyway. He's not being yes. kidnapped. Yeah, we never know. There might be a third person coming in. You never know. <laughs> All right, cheers. All right, see you next week. Bye.